Nerd Circle Rewind with Jesse, Dave, and Ben. Yeah. Welcome everyone to episode 115 where we are reviewing WCW Hog Wild. And root beer. And, and we're going to review root beer? We could. What's the best root beer then? A.W. Mmm, Grizzly what about, Paw. What about, what about, like, Grizzly Paw? Dads. Paw? Dads? There's, uh... I hate Barks. Barks is definitely not that good. Mug? Mug's a decent I, I don't Mug like is Mug. good. I, don't I like think A.W. is the best without... Uh, wow, I didn't think you guys would actually bite with this root beer thing. Well, now we got to do top five root beer. <laughs> you brought it up. We okay, need... that's our next one. Top five top root beers root next beer. week. Done. Not next week. This week. We're selling this right write, now. I gotta rate these down. We Hold need on. to know. Okay, my top five okay. in a specific order. Okay. Number five. I was too arrogant. I, I gotta think. <laughs> There's a lot of options. So I would say my number one is Grizzly Paw Pub root beer. Uh, it's a it's a local. Uh, pub in Cadmore, and uh, they which did, is in Canada, which is in Canada, uh, which is eh. which is actually in the Rocky Mountains, unlike Winnipeg. Yeah, Sean Moody, who's now no, with, not Sean Moody. Who who's the one that did the over there? Todd Pettengill. Todd Pettengill. Sorry, sorry, my bad, Sean Moody. If he's you're listening, team, he's with uh, NWA now. Yeah, I, yeah. Saw, I thought that was so Sean Moody. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. So yeah, Grizzly Paw, and then I think I go A and W. Mm. And then dads, the dub. It's all about the dub. Mug is good. Who's left? Just Barks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Barks. I guess Barks has to be top Bar- five. Barks, Barks it takes up the rear by by a it's wide margin. Not the right kind of I can't. I, no. I think Barks repair is too. This may sound stupid, but it's the truth. It's too acidic. It yeah. burns. Yeah, so that's exact. That's exactly what it is. That's See, actually. I'm not always all right. stupid. So what's your top five? One percent. Right. Uh, number one is definitely Dad's. Okay. My childhood memories. Whenever okay. we went to Dallas Connected Wrestling, we always stopped at the Dad's, like, kiosk ah, thing. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. number two, A&W. Number three, Mug. Number four, Grizzly Paw. Number five, because, uh, Frosted Elimination Barks. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't want it on my list, though. Pet. A&W's number one. Dad's is number two. Jones. Oh, Jones! Three. I forgot about Jones. Well, let's already Jones. Already, I already saw you laminated your list. You're good. Yep. You're done. And uh, I've never had the Grizzly Paw root beer. I've heard good things mm. about the orange soda. I've never had the root beer. Oh, um, I will. I will is, try it now. This is gonna sound so dirty. It's so creamy, dude. <laughs> so creamy. Okay. It is. Um, it is like it goes down easy. It goes down real easy. That's great. Uh, <laughs> and just by just name, I'll just have to say uh, mug and then barks. I love how this went from, hey guys, welcome to episode 115, root beer. <laughs> the only uh, beer I drink. Well, on that note, we're going to do some body slam. Body slam on current events with Dave Body. And now, here's Dave. Alright, welcome to Body Slam. So... Relevant to last week on Raw, we had Orton and Edge get into a very intense segment where Orton came out to welcome him back, and he went all schizo again and hit the RKO on Edge. So with that happening, it made me feel like, hey, I like doing top five lists every week. 
top tens. I, I like it. It's a, it's subjective. Uh, it's can't opinionated. Can't do top tens. That's a WWE thing. Can't take that. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? In in like top five. I like that. With, with what just happened, let's do a top five double team. Oh, sorry. Top tie. Top five take team turns. I was gonna say are you double gonna... team removals. <laughs> I was gonna say are you removals. Are, are, are you double gonna, team are you gonna be like top five double team moves? And it's like, oh, we didn't we didn't study for that. <laughs> New <shit>. list. <laughs> New list. Do it on the fly. Woo! Spike Paul Jarvis number one then. <laughs> and I, I'm not gonna lie, this was hard. It was hard because. Naturally, I was looking at WWE, but I was like, there's TNA, there's New Japan, but the best ones were in WWE, I found. I feel like the ones that I was more familiar with was WWE. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I couldn't recall a lot in TNA or or Impact or whatever. Uh, New Japan, I'm, I'm all freely admit I'm new to in the last couple You're of years. You're new to New Japan. I am. Mm. Um... Ring of Honor, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I tried to look at WCW. I couldn't like find any that really said, "Holy crap, this is a crazy breakup." Like there was one only in WCW that I can that I have. But but yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, like the the Steiners broke up, but that wasn't much of anything. Like to to me, like it didn't. And I was going by personal. Like, was I shocked by it? Which right? is what, 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 and, yeah, and I was That's like, what yeah. I was going for was a shock factor. And then like. Rock and Roll Express broke up, but that was because Gibson hurt his knee, and it was going to be out for a year, so they're like, well, Morton's got to do something, so let's have him turn heel, and then when Gibson comes back, we can he have a fight, a and then put them back together as a tennis That's why it didn't work. Yeah, so I was looking for, and for me, it kind of came down to, I got five WWE ones. Well, so. let's go with you first, because you're so... We, well, you always seem to start with me with these, that's why I started. Because you won't shut up. I know. <laughs> I say something, you just interject, so All you right. know what, fine, go. Um, <laughs> So I got uh, Matt Hardy turning on Jeff Hardy uh, to cost him the title against Edge. Uh, what was shocking about that for me was that he helped. Like, I know he turned on his brother, but he also helped Edge. And this is after the whole Edge lead uh, Matt Hardy thing. So I just never, because of who Jeff Hardy was facing, I never expected Matt Hardy to get involved and turn. That shocked me. Uh, Christian turning on Edge after the King of the Ring. Just because they've been together for so long. I know the writing was on the wall, but I was still like... Um, what else I got? Uh, Strike Force breaking up. Almost put them. Uh, Rick Martel walking out on um, uh, Tito Santana. It was new at the time. I never really yeah. had seen. So yeah. it was original. Um... Second would be the Mega Powers exploding. Because uh, that was quite the fracture. I actually... You want to come at me at the belt? That'd be okay. I actually saw today on Twitter, it's like it's it's been like tw- like 30 odd years yeah. since this had happened. Today. And they showed the whole thing and like I was like, it took me right back there. And I was <laughs> like, this is amazing. And number one, and I'm pretty sure it's all our number one, uh, Shawn Michaels turning on Marty Jannetty. Um putting him through the plate, uh, the glass window at the barbershop. How do you not pick that? Oh, I picked Crime Time from the one. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're on the cusp of so, being fired. So that, that's my top five. Ben, what you got? Okay, so when Dave first brought this up, the first thing it is, okay, tag team breakups and go. And I just kind of did, you know, the first one. That popped in my head, and it's going to be the number one I'm going to go with first. The Rockers breaking up because 
That, to this day, is the best ever tag team breakup I've ever seen. And it also set the standard for... It, de- it does. When, when, when somebody breaks up, who's going to be the Michaels and who's yeah. going to be the Gennetti coming out of the team, right? And it's almost unfair to every team that yeah. comes along that, that one of them has to be better than the other. <laughs> but that's generally what happens. It's human nature. And right? I mean, like, Edge was better than Christian. Jeff Hardy was better than Matt Hardy. It was just... It was execution the way it was done on the yeah. barbershop. Like... Sean just kind of had that look. I'm like, all right, you know what? Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been a dick. Okay, come here. We we got this. We got this. And then it's like, all right, we're back together now. Fuck you. Kick you in the face. And then um, <laughs> just we'd never seen such violence the way he threw his face through the glass. And I mean, I remember being a kid seeing this too, and I'm just sitting there going, "You son of a bitch, Sean." <laughs> Whoa, you had a foul mouth of a kid. Yeah, exactly. I did. Actually. <laughs> did your mom wash your mouth out with soap? I, I, they never watched wrestling with me, so I was free. I was in the clear. Oh. Yeah. But now they know. Now that your mom's listening, <laughs> she's going to be really <laughs> sad. Listen to me swear. Okay. Don't, don't, don't go back home, man. She's going to wash your mouth out with soap. Uh, <laughs> I'd be really worried about that. Dude, laundry Just walk, walk in the mouth. Mom, it's been fucking... Um, make sure you say thank you for listening to our episode yeah, too. Exactly. thanks yeah. mom for listening <laughs> if you understand technology yet at this point um, it is what it is she'd understand uh, my second one is Tommaso Ciampa turning on Johnny Gargano good yeah, one why? that good was one. unexpected next to the rockers that one just had the emotion yes and just the um, the vile I, I had a way of saying this before you got over, but now you guys are here, you fucked it up. So thanks, you fuckers. Um, wow, swearing. Language. Swearing. Hey, we can swear. <laughs> this program is not suitable for younger viewers. Um, I thought of them, but I, I discounted them because they they've gone back they've gotten back together a few times since. But that one just got oh, me. But the turn was crazy. But like I yeah. felt in my head, like my criteria was like once you broke up, you had to have been broke up for like. <laughs> Time. I mean, your damn rules. I got rules, man. <laughs> the rules, man. Do these rules actually exist, or just no? Them? They're just in my head. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, just Jesse's head. You don't want to be in the. But it was just <laughs> again, it was execution the way yep. it was done because the way that Chopper just took Gargano, it's just like I was actually sitting there going, "What the hell just happened?" Kind of thing. And it led to a, and it a led great to some, rivalry. It led to a and you lot didn't say, of great you "Son of a bitch, Chopper." <laughs> No, I, I fucker. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like thirty-year-old Ben is a lot uh, more jaded than than child Ben. Well, how long ago did this happen? This uh, Champa turn what was two that like years? two years ago, which means that I'm yeah. only thirty-two right now. Thank you. Turning thirty-eight the end of March. Thank All you. Right. Um, the third one is the Steiner brothers because I I, I I didn't see that coming when I saw that match. The way that uh, Scott just pounded Rick in the back of the neck. I'm like, wow, didn't know these guys were going to break up. That's interesting. And it just, the following night on Nitro, it's like, all right, I kind of want to see what Scott Steiner's going to do now that he's with the NWO. It comes out as, uh, Big Papa Pop. Well, he wasn't called that yet. I think he was called White Thunder at first. Big Booty Daddy. <laughs> that, that comes later. <laughs> You're going <But> yes. forward. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How many more nicknames does he have? <laughs> Mathematical genius. That's right, he is. One after that is uh, Mega Powers exploding. Just uh, in after after that tag team match with the uh, Twin Towers on Saturday Night Main Event. But 
and just uh, the backstage segment in the medical room and you know Savage is jumping on hold blindsiding him and then you hear Elizabeth on the bed going oh Randy <laughs> like it, it sounded like a porn when he was like punching him in the face I'm sorry but you, you watched some weird porn well <laughs> I've heard a lot of porn. I've watched a lot of porn. It's it sounded porn. Your yes. mom is going to be really messed up from this episode. She's going to be like, what my is... Messed up. My mom can't get any more messed she, up. She's going to... She, no, no. Stop gonna... talking about my mom. What the hell is wrong with you? Root beer mom. We leave, we leave moms out of this show. All right. Top five moms. <laughs> and, uh... Like moms that we know or TV star moms? Oh, now we talk. I can, or I a mixture of both. Oh, shit. <laughs> Now, that is, that is it the the best ones, the hottest ones. Oh man, you, you'd have that. That takes research. That might be our open for next <laughs> week. Top five moms. And number five, I might find this one a little odd. Owen Hart and Bret Hart. No, I I was looking at that one for myself mm-hmm. as well because it was just. Here's the interesting dynamic about that part is, yes, Owen kind of came off looking like the dick after his uh, kick to the leg, but kick you in your leg. But in your leg. Brett was carrying the match. He was fighting with an injured leg. He wasn't tagging Owen in. He should have tagged him in when, for that hot tag, and he didn't. He tried to fight the match all by himself. So, yeah, you kind of side with Owen on that one a little, saying, yeah, you should have friggin' tagged him, kicking him in the leg. But, I mean, the bad guy kind of came off as the guy who was kind of right in that situation. It's like way. Thanos effect, I call that. But, um... You what is with everything in the Avengers turning into Avengers? Because he just. But he's right though. Like you humanize the villain. Yeah. Killmonger. Same thing with him. Right. You feel that, bad that, for the That's how you blur the lines. It's not. It's not. Um, uh, Bret Hart versus Skinner or something where you know like there's that, that match. No. <laughs> what I'm saying is like he's a one-dimensional character. It's like he's a bad guy because he spits tobacco. Okay. Cool. But like with Owen, Owen gave you layers, right? He's an onion. He's an onion. He's Shrek. Oh my god. <laughs> so those are my top five. Alright. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but they were my top five. Dave, go. Um, no specific order here. Actually, number one is definitely going to be the Rockers. It's just, this is a minute. Um, I picked Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero in 2005. Ooh, good one. That's, that's a good one. It led to the, the custody battle yeah. with mm-hmm. Dominic. Um, that was n- weird, but okay. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. But I executed weirdly. But they had great matches with it, but did. the story it was weird. It was really weird. I'm, I'm also glad it led to that because shortly after, unfortunately, Eddie would pass away. Yeah. So it was a good memory to, to you know to remember Eddie for like that was a great rivalry. Edge and Christian mid 2001, where Christian ambushed Edge with uh, chair shots. Mm-hmm. It was expected, but I wasn't expecting it to be that really violent. expected. Yeah. I wasn't going to be like chair shot galore, like holy cow. Uh, on uh, number four, Standard Brothers, 1998, led to Scott becoming the big Papa Pump. I was not expecting it because I thought the Standard Freakzilla. I thought that they would be booty daddy. I thought that they would start their careers as a tag team and finish as a tag team. I, I didn't honestly think that they would either like either one of them would work as a singles, which they proved me wrong. They both got over pretty quickly as a singles, especially Rick with his dog face gremlin and his bark. Yeah, that got over like crazy. And I also picked Mega Powers as well. When Savage turned on Hogan, attacking him backstage, as a kid in 1989, I was I was only three years old, so I didn't see this till I was like six or seven. But I was mad at Savage. I'm like, you don't attack Hogan. 
He's a good guy. He's going after his woman. There was uh, there was three that I thought of right off the hop that I wanted to put in. Like one was the shield breakup, but then I realized that was yeah. a, that was a trio, so that doesn't count in this. And Disor- also disorderly conduct. Also evolu- evolution, the two breakups between yeah. Orton and Batista, right? No. Like, and I was like, oh, like oh wait, no, they're 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 a faction. Never mind. Oh, Another one I was thinking about. again. Okay. No. No one else thinking was Kane and X Pac. Yeah. Where X Pac lured him to be a new member of the X, and then they just jumped him. And I was like, okay, I. There was a. There, 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 Kane, could never, a list. Kane could never be a true member of DX until he turned <laughs> black and green. That yeah. was it. it. It looked weird. And that would look weird. That it would look weird. Really like Chris's monster. He had to do it. The big green machine. That's right. <laughs> the Grinch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another one that I was thinking about of doing just for TNA nostalgia was, uh, was Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles. Because they were a big take team for a while, too. So there was a lot of options, but like you said, they didn't leave a long-lasting emotional impression where it's like, mm-hmm. it's stuck with you. But when you think of taking breakups, you automatically think of the Rockers. Yeah. <clears throat> Just so well done. So let us know on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook your top five so we can tell you if you're right or wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> let us know. And stay tuned to next week in our open when we talk about our top five TV show moms. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be interesting. It's happening now. It's 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 on there. We have to do it. Put, look at, Roseanne look at number one. Look at this. I'm putting it as a note. Top she, five TV show. She moms. made my top five. She what? Was, she was badass, Roseanne. Are we measuring this on before looks or... before the episode? What? Are, are we measuring this on looks or effectiveness as a mother? Whatever. However you want to go with it. I just oh. she just made me laugh. My either ass way, off. Roseanne should not be in that, that, that <laughs> before the episode. Effectiveness as mother, Roseanne? Are you fucking kidding me? She made me laugh my ass off. <laughs> oh, tune in next week when we get, when we get when we get into this. It's now time for your beneficial facts. Hog Wild took place on August 10th, 1996 in Sturgis, South Dakota at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in front of 5,000 fans. Estimation. Literally about 90% all being on motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Uh, tagline for the event, ain't no easy riders here. That's, wow. Um, <laughs> commentary is done by Tony Schiavone, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Mike Tanay, a little bit. This would be the only Hogwild, as WCW would rename the pay-per-view to Roadwild the more following sense. year, and from there on after. Um, there's a reason for that. It has something to do with um, Harley Davidson. Okay. Mm. Uh, Eric Bischoff said on an interview that when you buy a brand new Harley, you be, you are invited to join a group called the Harleys... Uh, the, the Harley organization oh shoot I forgot the name something with G yeah yeah so but calling it Hog so Wild Wild it did kind of a trademark thing on mm, gotcha on uh, Harley there uh, so this would be the first WCW pay-per-view since the NWO formation but oh my god you wouldn't have been able to decipher that based on the poster <sighs> Jesse this is where you smack your forehead you saw you saw the poster. I did right? not see the poster. No, I'll get you. It's Hogan in red. It's yellow. Hogan in uh, red and yellow on a motorcycle. Well, that's because the marketing is done months in advance. 
you'd still think you'd change it. I would just put the NWO logo over it. Or do what I do, just scribble NWO over Hogan. We do know that it's WCW, right? Yeah, I know. We can still be annoyed with it, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never saw the the poster. It's bad. (laughs) It's It's bad. It's so bad. It's bad. So, Hogwild did a .62 buy rate for 155,000 pay-per-view buys for a sellout of 5,000 fans with zero fans paying for a live gate of zero dollars. Yeah, but they don't make... But Bischoff has said many times that they were making a lot from... from well, the one thing is here is he... Yes, he wanted to go and ride a bunch of motorcycles and do that. He admits that. He, that was part of the reason why he did it. But he also wanted to go there because the motorcycle rally is a huge uh, magnet for sponsors, new business partners, deals like uh, with Coca-Cola, Budweiser. And He's trying to get uh, kind of make new acquaintances with them. Yep. And it's all about pay-per-view buys for them. They, yeah. they don't give a shit about buying. I was going to say, that was more than the last they did. Yeah. They did generate uh, like profit from the pay-per-views. They just didn't generate as much profit. Yeah. So, this event had 16 scheduled matches, with eight of them being uh, main, event mat dark, main event dark matches, which would air on WCW Saturday night, as the event was held on Saturday night instead of the typical pay-per-view Sunday. Thank God we only saw eight of them. I'd like, to, I'd like WWE to switch to having pay-per-views on Saturdays. That'd be pretty sweet. Like, now. Be better. I think it'd be better. I was even saying last night with the Super Bowl, like, this should be on a Saturday so we can all recover on the Sunday. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, no kidding. Eh? Um, the intro video consisted of WCW wrestlers riding motorcycles and how Sturgis is the best thing ever. And Scott Snyder being shirtless. And I'm like, I don't think that's safe. And it's not... <laughs> It's really That's not. what I kept on thinking. No I'm like, helmets. I'm like, no helmets, no shirt. Like if you no crash, problem, you are fucked. <laughs> as a kid, you're like, this is so cool. Yeah. But as a father who's older, this is not safe. Yeah, this is re- absolutely. <laughs> my children are watching this. <laughs> so this is family family friendly. So basically, this all occurs because Eric Bischoff likes motorcycles. Well, and also Sting and the Steiners and DDP and yeah, Medusa, Medusa, yeah, yeah. Am but I missing um, somebody? Uh, uh, Ray Trailer. She really yeah, yeah. Bull Nakano was on the bikes too. Well, no, Sonny Ono. Like, like on, on the cross, cross country, rocket. on the cross country journey, he was. I don't know. I'm just saying. Are you some executives? Are you just saying things? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're just saying. Like I'm, I'm honestly. He was on it at the pay per view. Okay. He came out on it, and then she attacked it, remember? I do. We'll get there. Yeah. Spoiler. So, Bischoff likes motorcycles, and they basically did a motorcycle ride because Bischoff wanted to do a motorcycle ride, and he basically signs checks okayed by Ted Turner's endless bank account. Once again, there's a reason why WCW failed. Misman- yes. Mismanagement of money. Yes. Oh, but Tony Schiavone shows his tattoo, which I do appreciate, being a tattoo appreciator. Alright. Just thought I'd kind of throw that in. Body language? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So there's some interesting... (laughs) So some interesting tales from various wrestlers who were at this event. Let's start with the dressing rooms and restroom availability. The wrestlers' dressing rooms were storage units you put on a ship. Sea camps. Yep. 
but not to worry, they had folding plastic chairs to sit on. But good. The wrestlers also have the finest porter potties to use at their disposal. And if you wanted to grab a shower after the match, well, you'd have to do that back at your hotel room, hopefully at your hotel room if you were fortunate enough to get one in Sturgis. Very unlikely. Seeing how there's about 500,000 motorcyclists that attend this rally. Hotel business is good for these 10 days, I think. But if you were Kevin Nash or Scott Hall, you'd have to drive some 50 miles back to Casper, Wyoming, where the best western room you had, uh, with a sliding glass door as your front door, was available to you. You know, again, if you're Kevin Nash or Scott Hall. Dave, do you understand what I'm saying? No. I, I have no clue what okay. the fuck you're saying. So basically, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall would stand at Best Western that okay. had a sliding glass door okay. as their front door, okay. which was several, several miles away from the event. So you'd be in your change of clothes after wrestling a match, and you would have to drive all the way back in your rental or what have you and shower back at your hotel. You wouldn't have the... Uh, vicinities available at the 50 event. miles like how many kilometers is that that is uh, 80 83.6 kilometers in canadian that, metrics that's an hour wait like it's not like they're do driving. you want to drive do you go do cardio for three hours and then get in your car right after and drive for an hour Here, here's it's the funny very thing. uncomfortable i've done that here's the funny thing that you said that kevin nash and scott hall did cardio for three hours that's hilarious did you watch the match no i said for an example if you did cardio but and they did also, it hold on you're not you're missing my <laughs> point here if you do cardio for three hours, i'm talking you i'm just talking to you right now if you went to the gym and did cardio for three hours you're sweaty you're disgusting yeah you but bring you change your clothes you put it on over top and you drive for much. an hour i don't sweat that much well i do well then it's uncomfortable. As maybe, I said, it's very uncomfortable. Maybe Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were comfortable because they didn't sweat much. They certainly didn't in their match. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that when we get to that match. <laughs> Ben's triggered. I got him triggered. <laughs> uh, Stur- Sturgis, South Dakota is 364 miles from Webster, South Dakota, which is the hometown of Brock Lesnar. 585 kilometers in Canadian metrics. Mount Rushmore is 52 miles from Sturgis, 83.6 kilometers in Canadian metrics. Bet you didn't know that, Dave. I had no... Do you care? No. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know it, and I also didn't care, so that's where we're at right now. (laughs) On to Harlem Heat. In an interview with Stephen Ray... Stephen Ray? Stephen Ray, um, (laughs) that I watched. Stevie Ray compared being in Sturgis... Sturgis... Just Sturgis. Sturgis. (laughs) He compared being there uh, to being in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. And if you're not familiar with uh, Charlottesville, basically, long story short, uh, two opposing protest groups went back and forth. One group being white supremacists and the other group not white supremacists, normal people. Basically, it's famous for the car driving through the crowd, uh, killing none and injuring several people. This all happened back on August 12th of 2017, made news everywhere. You remember that day? Yep. Uh, yeah, I do know. Hor- horrible day. So Stevie Ray uh, compares it to that, so I can only imagine. Uh, this is not like, I, I, but I'm sure that Harlem Heat like, had an inkling of what it was going to be like. Like, just, well, you get the sheet. We're going to Sturgis with a bunch of bikers. 
the Steiners were actually saying, uh, don't get the crowd riled up. I mean, the Hell's Angels are in the crowd and whatnot. And Stevie Ray just said in the interviews, he goes, I don't care. <laughs> and they just did it anyway. Like, they were making comments about uh, the women that were there, some of the bikers. So, I mean, no, they weren't really helping themselves. But at the same time, it's a wrestling show. So, I mean, yeah. The fans don't have to be dickheads. Um, Hell's Angels don't give a shit about you. No, they do not. No, they do not. Yes. No, they do not, for the record. Uh, now it's time to go over some results of the dark matches, uh, slash main event matches, so that we don't end up being here all night. All right. Oh, but before I do that, uh, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally is held annually in Sturgis, South Dakota for 10 days. It began in 1938 by a group of Indian motorcycle riders and it was originally held for stunts and races. Historically, the event has drawn around 500,000 people, but in 2015, it shattered that mark by reaching a high of 739,000 people. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of concerts, a little yep. exhibitions. Um, the event generates roughly $800 million in revenue and is one of the largest motorcycle rallies in the world. If you want to learn more, go on Sturges.com. They can go into much further detail than my microscopic version on beneficial facts. One last thing before the dark match results. Sean Waltman was talked about being used in this event, but because at this time he had not been given his actual termination with WWE papers yet... WCW slash Eric Bischoff decided it would be best to wait until that happened. I mean, at this time, WCW was already in some legal issues with Hall and Nash as the characters they were portraying on TV uh, as in, as uh, kind of inter, um, intellectual properties of WWE because they, mean they were kind of portraying themselves as the same thing. There's that term, the more the merrier, but lawsuits, though, doesn't really fit in the ideology that Especially financially. So, dark matches. They're Saturday night matches. Wait. Pre-show matches. I don't even know what these are called anymore, WCW. Public Enemy defeated Rough and Ready. Yeah, baby. <laughs> What's with these condom brand names? <laughs> we got Fire and Ice and oh, Rough and Ready. Wait. Guess who's part of Rough and Ready? It was the team comprised of Mike Enos and Dick Slater. No. Ah, wahoo, Dick. Wahoo, Dick's rough and ready. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and they won in three minutes and 47 seconds. I think Wahoo, Dick is our favorite tag team that never happened. <laughs> Wahoo, we, Dick. We support that tag team that never happened. Wahoo, Dick. Conan, Wahoo, uh, Dick. Conan defeated Chavo Guerrero Jr. Chavo Guerrero's now on the scene. Oh. Uh, in uh, four minutes and 24 seconds. Oh. The, the Nasty Boys defeated High Voltage in 3 minutes and 22 seconds. You missed a High Voltage match. They could have made the tag team oh top 5. You say I'm bad making name names? Uh, taking names? Yes, you are. I am, but not this bad. I don't know. <laughs> no, there's some. There's, there's some. Uh, Earl Robert Eaton was defeated in 30 seconds by Alex Wright. Yeah. Shit, where's the song? Damn it. <laughs> um, damn, we're at my place too. I could have had the whole stereo set up. Damn it. Could have. Could have, but didn't. The Dungeon of Doom, uh, six man tag team. Dungeon of Doom, Ming, Barbarian, and Taskmaster defeated Mark Starr, Jim Powers, mm. and John. And was it John Gomez? 
Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez. Oh, I did not write that right. I put Jom. <laughs> Either going, way, you're not were wrong. Were you going for Jom Gomez? <laughs> well, <laughs> a bit better than Jom. Um, and they, uh, the Dungeon of Doom won in three minutes and six seconds. In a six-man tag match? Yeah, I know, right? I know. I know. I was that just is like, a short fuck? amount of time. <laughs> yeah, but Megan Barbarian got in there and just beat the like, piss out of Jim Powers, probably. And Jom. And Jom. Jom Gomez. <laughs> Jom Gomez. Um, Dave Taylor defeated Mr. JL in two minutes and 37 seconds. Diamond Dallas Page defeated the Renegade. Oh, yeah. Six Still minutes around, and baby. 33 seconds. He gets the longest match so far? Longer than a six-man tag? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Art Anderson defeated what? Hugh Morris in 40 seconds. That's a no laughing matter. Nope. No, that is not. Lots of pre-show matches. As you can see, we'll end this segment of Beneficial Facts right here. Our opening match of the pay-per-view, we got Ultimo Dragon, not Ultimate WCW. Yep. Ultimo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think what happened was Ultimo Dragon came over and they looked at his name and they, they're like, well, we've got to make it English. So it's Ultimate Dragon. And it's like, no, Ultimo means last. He's the last dragon, not the ultimate dragon. Like that, okay. You... <laughs> ultimate Warrior, <Yeah>. Ultimate Dragon. Imagine <laughs> them as a tag team. Ah! Dragon Warriors! <laughs> Facing Rey Mysterio Jr. for the Cruiserweight title. Mysterio was the champ going in, and Mysterio wins by pinfall at 11 minutes and 35 seconds. Dave, what were your thoughts? It was interesting to see Mysterio exchange submission holds and technical catch wrestling. Yes. Because at this point, you don't ever see it with him. Now, mind you, you can tell he doesn't do it often because he goes for an Indian deathlock and doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So he switches it to like an SDF. He's still, good transition. It was a good transition. It was clean. It he's wasn't still like, so young at this time too. Isn't he like only 22? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. very, so he's very young. Yeah. Uh, beautiful running powerbomb by Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. I've always loved his version of the Lager Bomb. I uh, love the crucifix back, uh, back rack. You yeah. call it because he holds him in the back rack and he just falls down. Kind of cool. I remember doing that all the time in WCW NWO Revenge. <laughs> one, one, one of my favorite moves. The only fear I have with this setup in the arena is where there is a drop between the outsides. Yes, that bothered me. Uh, Mats and the guardrail. Yes. All I think about is Rick Rude and Sting. That's yes. That's all I think about. Yes. But luckily, nobody ever got. Yeah, it, it makes there. sense, though, because they, they had to put the ring on a riser so the entire crowd can see. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, this is so risky. Yeah. Especially when Dragon and Mysterio were doing outside aerial moves. Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, I, I gave the match a B. I really loved it. Ben? Yeah, these two fit in like a glove in this crowd. Like a glove! <laughs> Sonny Ono was dressed in leather. Well, actually, Sonny Ono fit more in with the crowd than these there two. There we go! Uh, digging, both gimmick, out, baby. Uh, digging both outfits though by both wrestlers. I like the spidey look Mysterio was sporting there. That was pretty sweet. A USA chant followed by a blow-up doll in the crowd. I don't know if you guys noticed that. You didn't no, notice no. that? What? It's Sturgis. They're partying. They're all drunk. Yeah, but you didn't see the blow-up doll just flying around in the back screen? It's like, what the... Oh, God. What the hell is happening? No, I missed that. I did not see that either. Wow. <laughs> That stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, thank God for the cruiserweights overall. 
Uh, great running power bomb by uh, Dragon, as David said. Uh, running Liger bomb. Yep. Yep. Uh, that plancha dive over the top, uh, over the rope to the pit was very far. I just call it pit. I don't really know what else to call it. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. yeah, pit is about the appropriate word for it. It was very, very far, but uh, pretty sweet. The Huracaranos by Mysterio were awesome. Uh, great bridging German suplex by Dragon. I hope Ahmed Johnson takes notes. Um... Very fast pace, a great reaction, and another superb Lucha-style match. I gave it a B.75. Um, well, you guys nailed it. I All I can say is the, these two guys are impressive. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, the crowd wasn't into it at first, but they're so good, the crowd got into it as the match went on, and that shows how good they are. Uh, the finish was Ray hit a Frankensteiner off the top rope to win. Can we also give props to Tanay? I'm loving yeah. his commentating. Yes. Loving it. Yes. He does all their commentating. Uh, and I, I also gave this match a B. Next match is Scott Norton versus Ice Train. Fire versus Ice! Can you believe it, guys? Our, our second favorite tag team of all time. This should have been our... broken up. This should, oh, this should have been on our top five. I know. I know. Flash Train. What happened? They broke up. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't see him clash? No. Oh. They didn't was... have a, the clash is actually after this. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Scott Norton wins by submission at five minutes and five seconds. Ben. This is basically Scott Norton not selling and just kicking the crap out of Ice Train and his injured shoulder. And Ice Train also not selling. Even though he's supposed to be. Fuck sakes. Sell something, Ice why would Train. You, why would you go for a body slam if your shoulder's fucked up and bandaged up? That would be the last thing I would try, especially with a guy the size of Scott Norton. Just saying. Ray Mysterio I might try it with, but Scott Norton, yeah, not so much. Wouldn't sell anyways. Uh, nothing too flashy, even though Scott Norton's nickname is Flash. <laughs> Which it should not be. Maybe maybe it's referencing what happens when he punches you in the face. You, you, you know, see like flashes? Yeah, it's a flash. But I gave the match a D. Uh, it's a just meh. It, it was a D. It, it was a bad match. Dave? A very simple story here with Norton working on the injured arm and shoulder to a very out-of-nowhere finish. Because I didn't see Trang tap. Yeah. I just saw the ref say he tapped out. I'm like, is this the first screw job? Because he did not tap. Yeah, but he, could say, truck but he could say he gave up. He's a man. He wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I get the match oh, okay. a D. I'm sorry. You gave the match a what? A D. Okay. Which is kind of funny considering her name is, is taken as a, as a common brand. Uh, I also gave the match a D. It oh, was, look at that. Universal. It is. The triple D. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was just meh. And, and I why? Really, I really hate the way Ice Trade sells. Or their lack of? Yeah, like, it's just like, oh, and then he, like, falls, and it sells like death. And I'm like, really, dude? Uh, the finish was Norton knocked down Ice Train and then put a shoulder in a weird fucking arm bar. I didn't really, I was, was like. like a shoulder lock or something. Yeah, and, like, he, I think he was going for something else and then got, like, put himself in a position where he couldn't do what he was wanting to do. So he's like, I'm just going to sit on the joint here, and then you're going to have to tap. You remember so. that one match that Savage was in? I think it was against Duggan. And Savage was bandaged up, and the person who made him tap from the weird-looking submission. Oh, that was Luger. Luger. It felt like that, where it's like, that yeah. wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, meh. 
Our next match is the Battle of the Bikes. You knew that had to come with a... I first a, thought they were going to be using the bikes. A ma- <laughs> I was like, that's what I thought when you said this. <laughs> like, it would like, be like a chicken uh, yeah, head-on collision. Uh, uh, <laughs> what do they call that? That's, um... Chicken. Jo- is it... Not jousting. Is it jousting? When guys are on horses and they're riding? Yeah, jousting. Yeah. Jousting? Yeah. So that's what I thought they'd be doing. They'd just be jousting on motorbikes. <laughs> it was like, next year. The Harley vs. Crotch Rockets. <laughs> Uh, it's between Bold McConnell and Medusa. Um, Medusa wins (laughs) somehow. Yeah, it was in five minutes. And I'll explain the finish later because I'm not I'm not understanding how she won. Yeah, but the but that's what okay. I think it was a TQ because no one after they announced that she won. No, I'm I'm joking. Oh, okay. Like I'm I'm God. Damn it! Rules, Dave! <laughs> Rules! It's like, they're like, oh, she attacked the bike first, disqualification. That's the only way I, I can explain it. Um, interesting start with nunchucks. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that. Nunchucks are pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, great submission by Nakano, which a page called the PTO, which was called the page mm-hmm. tapo. Yep. Very, when you execute it well, it looks painful. Uh, I love the draping DDT at the top rope. Because at this point, we haven't seen that. And I think uh, Medusa sold it very well. I gave the match a C. Was going to give it a point higher, but the finish was absolutely confusing. Ben? That was one of the worst finishes I think I'd seen in recent memory. I gave the match a D. Uh, Nakano, though, is such a... You gave the match a what? Sorry? What? What did you give the match? D. I D. Said, okay. I, I think it's an E. I was like, I, yeah, I thought you said E, too, and I was like... <laughs> when did that come into the scoring? What the fuck is going on? Is that on? higher or lower? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a three. Even an LOE, lack of effort. Um, and, um, yeah, nunchucks, nunchucks are legal? <laughs> it's a battle cool. of bikes, Ben. Cool. You can nunchuck it up. What? <laughs> it's a battle of the bikes? Yeah. Well, what, what classifies as a DQ? In fuck, this? I don't know. Well, that's just. Don't it. attack the bikes when it's a battle of the bikes. But take the nunchucks and go to town. Yep. And then um, throw them away. This is why I'm saying they should have had a jousting battle with the bikes. <laughs> okay? What if fucking made sense? Those hair whips are insane. Yes, they are. They have I whip my match. hair back and forth. Have, oh, you mean like they have a, they have a match after whipping this? Whipping her by her hair, not the girl whipping their hair <laughs> back and forth saying. I use VO5 for volume. No. <laughs> These two had a match on Clash of the Champions like four days after this. And again, they did that hair whip spot. And even the second time watching it, I'm like, oh my god. Looks like the Connell's trying to kill her. Sick Frankensteiner by uh, Medusa. And what the hell is with the finish? The finish killed it for me. Did I say I gave it a D? Yes. Well, I gave it a D. I gave this match a C. I would have given it a B. But then the head slap. Surprise you got. Came in. Oh, I didn't, that doesn't sound good. There we go. Hard. I just gave it a C. <laughs> I didn't hear well, because it. I would have given the match was worth a B, but then the finish had to dock at a point because I was just like, "Oh shit, this is weird." Like it was like a minute before they raised her hands. Uh, nice German by Medusa onto Bolnakov yep. too. That like Medusa throws a great German suplex. Um, but seriously, what the fuck was that finish? Uh, how did Medusa win? This is how somehow. Nakano hits a high angle suplex. And then the rough counts three, even though Medusa's shoulder was up. Clearly. Okay? Looking at it. Yes. And then they both go outside, and Sonny Ono tries to sledgehammer Medusa's bike, 
But then Medusa takes the sledgehammer and then trashes Nakano's bike. And it's all confusing. The announcers aren't telling us who's winning. The ref hasn't told us who wins. And then as, like, Sonny's like, no, no, my bike. Then you hear, like, the announcer, I think it's Gary Michael Capetta, is like, and your winner, Medusa. And I'm just like. Is the defense the first person to attack the opposition's bike? But then why? the bikes? So that's what I thought. I was like, oh, did you have to get outside to go attack the bike? But then why would the ref be counting three? It's kind of like the... uh, That that was my confusion. It's the King of the Mountain rule. You count three. If you win, you can go attack the bike. Yeah. Quite possibly that could (laughs) have been... I can't believe you guys are trying to rationalize this. We have to. Rules! Yes. Quite possibly. The problem is the announcers didn't explain the rules. And I think that was the big problem. They probably didn't know... Shivani should have... Or somebody should have clued him in so he could have told us the rules. Because that that was my problem. Tony Shivani was going to get a beer at this point going, well, screw this. I don't know what to call with this goddamn finish. (laughs) Our next match is Dean Malenko facing Chris Benoit. And Benoit wins by pinfall at 26 minutes and 55 seconds. Ben, what did you think of this match? Anyone else excited for this one before yep. it started? Very. Oh. Uh, woman was only about 75% annoying in this match. Uh, it it, it kind of got drowned out just by the awesome wrestling that was in the, uh, in the match. All I can say is that from bell to bell, unbelievable technical wrestling... Uh, from two individuals who are very, very evenly matched. Both five-star journeymen at their craft at this time. And can't say enough about their performance. I gave the match a A. I gave it a 1. I loved it. Dave? Uh, Benoit's intensity is absolutely tremendous. Everything he does has purpose. And like, his chops, his snap suplexes, everything. Incredible pinning sequences. Great timing and execution. They were able to hit back-to-back, uh, how do you even explain, like the bridging spot into the backside pin. They hit that twice in a row. Yeah. It was so nicely done. Uh, at this point, everything that we reviewed, Dean Malenko has hit the safest and the most beautiful-looking German suplex on Benoit. Yeah. This was a picture-perfect German suplex. Benoit was able to get elevation and bump it with no chance of injury. It looked so good. Lion Tamer by Benoit. Yes. Whoa. And, and this is the first time we've seen it Yeah, the major organizations. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And they didn't know what to call it. They're like, it's uh, a... Uh, <laughs> what are they Elevated called? Boston Crab or something. No, they, no like but, but then uh, Bobby Heenan's like, no, it's Canadian. It's an elevated Canadian <laughs> yeah. crab. Like, thanks, Bobby. <laughs> Bring in the game here, buddy. <laughs> I also loved how it ended. Because after seeing this match, I want to see it again. So I gave the match a B. Um, I also gave the match a B. Uh, Wrestling Clinic. I love the psychology showing how even they were throughout the entire thing. Like like move for move, neither guy could get the one upmanship. And and this is where like for me I docked at points because it made no sense that the ref kept on like that the time limits are there for a reason. And, and, like, they went to the 20-minute time limit, and then the ref's like, no, the match will continue for five more minutes. And then they go five more minutes, and you hit the time limit again. He's like, the match will con-. like Why don't you just make it a 30-minute... Uh, or why don't you just call it a draw, because they're they're so evenly matched. That and you have then, to have another match. Yeah, and, and instead, like, the finish was that uh, Malenko had Benoit in the cloverleaf, and woman interfered, causing Malenko to get distracted, and then Benoit rolls him up to win, which... Which was fine because, like he Benoit had to use outside means 
win the match because they were so even. I get that. But I just don't understand why we had to have six minutes and 55 seconds of added time when it's because it's never happened before. And unless it was a title match, why are we doing this for nothing? It makes me think like maybe there was a match took too long. Oh, it it or... might have been because they were like. Dean Malenko was pro- like. Was, was he promised like a U.S. title? Match if, he, or something. if he beat Ben Wad, yeah. he's paid by Jimmy Hart. But yeah. still, like, why would the ref care about that? Like, that doesn't. That's not his job. That's not his job. Like, it's not a title. It's it's just a it's just a bribe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of was like, and eh, so that's why I gave it a B. But the match itself, my God, could these two go? I just. That's one of the fastest 26 minutes. Yeah. You know, you're just watching it. You know, thing. It and, and you look and it's like, oh, it's been 22 minutes of the match. Oh, this is pretty good. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, definitely just a wrestling clinic between two guys um, that WCW will refuse to push. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Our next match is for the WCW Tag Team titles. we got the Steiner Brothers facing Harlem Heat. Not in a dark match. Not the dark match. Harlem Heat is the champions going in, and they retain by pinfall at 17 minutes and 53 seconds. Dave. Beautiful Tiger Bomb by Scotty. Mm-hmm. I've always mm-hmm. loved when he hits that. Uh, then followed shortly after a beautiful belly to belly by Scotty. Yeah. Now, there was one spot that I at first didn't realize was actually a spot. I thought it was a botch. But then I rewound it and watched it, and I was like, oh, that was actually a nice spot. Was where. Booker got hung up on the top rope after missing the Harlem yeah. sidekick. Yes. Yeah. Executed beautifully, but yep. could have been disastrous if it wasn't executed the way it was. I get the match to see. Ben? One thing that was undeniable was that the crowd reaction, the energy was at a different level for this match. Especially with the bike revving. Yes. To get in the under the skin of Harlem Heat. Yep. A uh, little bit of a whoops moment for when Scott Steiner and Stevie Ray had a little like shove up on there <laughs> momentarily, which turns into Scott Steiner trying to get in a tie up position with Stevie Ray, which Stevie Ray eventually clues in and has to tie up too. Basically, he's like, like Scott Steiner just grabs him, and Stevie Ray is just like, "Hey, what are you doing?" It's like, "Oh yeah, right, I got to tie up." <laughs> <laughs> he's lucky that Scott just didn't throw him in a bear hug and. Like Probably could belly to belly because <laughs> that's all. I, I love that Scott Center can do that with like any man of any yeah, size. Like much. he's like, oh no, I'm suplexing you. I don't care if you're helping me. I'm fucking suplexing you. Imagine like Scott Steiner and Kurt Angle both in their prime. That would be a interesting match. Yep, they'd probably hate each other, but yep, probably. Yeah. Um, I love uh, Scott Steiner suplexes in the match. Love it when Booker does uh, spin Rooney and into a sidekick. I, I just love watching him do that spot. Love it every time. Uh, the fans revving the bikes was kind of cool the first six or seven times. I'd still rather listen to the bikes revving than women screaming, though. Uh, real competitive match. Pretty stiff shots in um, some uh, some parts. The finish, though, Jesus. I gave the match a C. Tell us the finish, Jesse. I also gave the match a C. I, I agree, solid match, but the finish was wonky. Um... And I just don't get why they did what they did. So, um, Scott Steiner and Booker T are in the corner. And the ref is being distracted by Stevie Ray and Rick Steiner outside the ring. Okay? He's got to make sure. 
Knowing what those two are doing outside the ring, okay? The, the illegal that, men. That is key. Then Colonel Robert Parker hops up, and then he accidentally throws salt in Booker's eyes. And I'm just like, don't worry. Okay. Here comes Sherry. But then Sherry comes up, and then she throws salt in Scott's eyes, because obviously the wife does better than what the husband does. That, we, you know, that was just true. And then Parker hits Scott with his cane. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't you just hit him with your cane in the first place? What's with the salt? Why do you need two, three gimmick things to finish the match? That makes no fucking sense. I think it's overkill. It took so much time to do it. Yes. And Sherry hopped up and like she couldn't get the bag open. So she's like waiting and doing this. And and Scott's got to sit there and be like, what's going on? I wonder. I'm from Michigan. She's going to give me cookies. Oh, milk. I don't know. Like, the fuck are you doing, Scott? Get out of the way. Oh, man. And then Booker pins him to win. It's just a wonky finish, but the match was solid. I mean, Scott Steiner could have given a whole, like, big pop of pump <laughs> math <laughs> lesson there. He could have! <laughs> 63 and a quarter. Our next match is for the U.S. title. We got Eddie Guerrero facing Ric Flair. Ric Flair is the champ going in, and he retains by pinfall at 14 minutes and 14 seconds. I'm starting to think these times are fucking made up. Ben, <laughs> what are your thoughts? I really enjoyed this match. I feel Eddie got over in this match, uh, thanks in large portion to Rick. He's an okay wrestler, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they both went uh, toe-to-toe throughout the whole match, which I appreciated. Uh, Flair took some bumps and spots you aren't used to seeing him take. Like uh, like a Frankensteiner? You don't see Flair no. take no. spots like but He also hasn't faced a guy like Eddie Guerrero, though, in the past. No. The closest guy he faced would have been Brian Pillman. And Conan. Steamboat-esque, to a degree. Yeah. Well, Steamboat would do head scissors to him. I know. I, I kind of thought that Ric Flair kind of went out of his way a little bit for uh, Eddie in this match. It showed for the first couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, good showing all around. I gave the match a C. Uh, Dave? So, I was watching this match, and there was a spot that happened that gave me deja vu. The spot where Ric Flair and Eddie both get injured. From doing a back suplex to a body splash reversal. Oh god, yeah. And I'm like, I've seen this before. It's because I was watching this on a Botchamania episode. And I was yeah. like, ah, that's where I watched it from. So it was kind of cool to see that spot, like how they built into it and how it happened. Flair was making Eddie look like a main eventer. Mm-hmm. He's selling for him. He's bumping for him. Yeah. He's he's taking spots that he's never taken before, like the springboard hurricanrana by Eddie. I was like, whoa, this is. And it at the beginning of the match, I felt there was a lack of chemistry because it felt like they're like Eddie was a little bit too fast. But then both of them being very professional, they adjusted well. And then towards the middle, they started to mesh. I don't mind the revving of the engines, but the honking can stop. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard the honking. Yeah, yeah. In this match, I did. And I was like, no, 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 no. The revving, I love. The honking with women screaming at the same time. No. Rock! <laughs> There was, a, there was a, a time where she was screaming at him when he was going for a pinfall. She's telling him, Rick, go for the I'm pin. Like, I'm like, he's actively, he's, he's actively going. She's like, pin him. He's like, holy. I hooked the leg. I'm pinning him. What do you want from me? The <laughs> is at two. Like, and then once again, we see Miss Elizabeth slowly walk to the other side. Miss Elizabeth has a, a huge problem with uh, keeping uh, kayfabe. 
Because you can see her crack a smile every time yep. like woman is yelling. And she's like, oh my god. Well, and I think she's laughing because I would I would think that they talk backstage and woman's <laughs> nothing like that. And she goes out and suddenly she turns into this maniacal screamer. She's like and, Daphne. And Elizabeth is just like, what the fuck? I can't even keep a straight face with you. I gave the match a C. I also gave the match a C. Both guys were a little frustrated at the beginning. Um, and they both went to, out, to the outside and kind of just like regroup themselves <laughs> like okay what happened let's get our shit together here where'd your work go wrong um <laughs> flair sure likes those bare ass spots eh? yes at this point in his career he's all about them it's like his midlife crisis or something it's like oh no no it's like uh it's like bruce pritchard used to say uh hogan must pose flair at this time is flair must, must show, show. flair must show um so the finish was flair put eddie in a figure four and woman helped Flair by holding his arms, leading to Eddie laying back and getting pinned. I think this is our second time seeing that finish. First one was against Barry Windham. Yep. Cool. Which which kind of uh, uh, kiboshes the theory that Flair never wins with a figure four. Yep. We, we've seen it a bunch of times. So. Twice in just right now, we yep. mentioned. Uh, so, solid match. I give it a C. Our next match, we got the Outsiders facing Sting and Lex Luger, and the Outsiders win by pinfall at 14 minutes and 36 seconds. Dave. Um, Luger. Yes. Yay. He's a wrestler. Oh my god. Um, I love how. I I love in the loosest sense of the word, he is a wrestler. I I love how Sting goes to body slam Nash, but he can't do it, so Nash. Gives him a sledge for uh, his troubles. I get it. But then Sting has an eye rake and is all of a sudden able to body slam him. Yeah, man. What is with Hogan and Sting doing eye rakes as faces to do body slams? I don't get it. <laughs> How does an eye rake give you the advantage against someone a body slam? It does. It just does, Dave. Build. Oh, this thanks for such a great description. I can't. I can't. Um, did you... You guys had to have seen Nash miss his corner big boot. Okay, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. Was... Did you yeah, hear him talk to Sting after? Like, oh shit, my bad. <laughs> was he going for the big boot and was yeah, like, wait a minute. Did he think he was too close and then missed it on purpose because he, he was going to actually boot him in the fucking face? Like, I watched it and I was like, what the fuck was that? And then like, kind of like, slid oh, in. And he wanted like, to... Maybe he missed it on purpose to do like a rewind. Back hit to the head. Oh, Kevin Nash, right? <laughs> If you're listening to this, Nash, I believe in you. You can do that. <laughs> back, back in 1996. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, though, I just... I wasn't excited for this match, and... I gave the match a D. Really? Okay. Yeah. Ben. Jeez, does Sting have enough pyro? No. He needs it all. <laughs> he needs pyro his whole way to the ring. Hey, that's like, me. That's his music. <laughs> I like. I like how he turned around at one point and he's like looking at Luger. He's like, I got a lot of shit here. Look at this. Look at these you got that kind of shit? No, because you ain't me. <laughs> they had to use porta potties. Do you notice they that they always come out like Sting and Luger always come out the Sting's theme? Never the Luger's theme. This theme sucks. It does. No. <laughs> Luger's theme sucks. No, the one at this time, the uh, the the guitar driven one. That one was okay. No, it, it was okay, but Sting's is no, amazing. I still it. It's Sting. Man, Sting. Sting! Yeah, he no. does this. He does that. 
He's he really is a bull as quick <laughs> as a cat. You remember Rick Roots that used to be thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not go back there. Uh, okay, sorry, go on, Ben. Uh, this should have had more energy than it did, but it didn't. Uh, I thought this match was slow, boring, and not enjoyable to watch. Felt kind of bad saying that, but I wasn't feeling this. I also didn't care for the finish. I, too, also gave it a D. I gave this match a C. I thought uh, I thought the outsiders playing the chicken shit heels did, did good. Sting blows a babyface comeback like nobody's business. Luger sucked, as per usual. Like, that, that's what I expect. Like, I, I saw this match, and I'm like, chicken shit heels, babyface comeback, useless prick. Am I wrong? Variety <laughs> show. <laughs> I like my wrestling to be a variety show, and I got rules. To see everything. Um, the NWO theme has got to be the coolest theme in wrestling, next to Undisputed Era. Now, yeah, shock the system. But like, one of the coolest themes. It's ever. it's so similar because it was a new, new, new world order. So, shock the so system. badass. Such a badass theme. Um, so going to the finish. Uh, which was just fucked up. <laughs> Luger, of course, Luger is the like in this the culprit. No, no, no. The the culprit is is my my tool of the night. I'm giving it away early. Uh, Lex Luger tries to get Hall up in the torch rack, and Nick Patrick gets hit in the eye with uh, Hall's boot. And Nick Patrick sells it like the stupidest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. And then and then like. Hit, goes into the corner and then realizes like the spot is for him to fall into Luger's knee and then like he takes his hand off his eye and he's fine for a second and then he's like oh shit I'm still hurt oh. and then like falls like a damsel in distress into Luger's knee and it looks so bad that I'm just like you couldn't find any other fucking ref to do this like was there not a headner out there I'm sure there's 16 of those fucking guys you couldn't have hired one of them they take rough bebs Better than anybody. Oh. And then Hall. I see your point. And then, uh, and then, and then Hall falls on Luger, and then Nick Patrick fast counts to give the Outsiders the win, which is the start of his NWO ref heel turn, I guess. They were but ski mask. The way they did it, the way Nick, the way Nick Patrick executed, like the the problem wasn't Luger or Hall. The problem was Patrick. He executed it awful. Like just awful. So I gave I gave the match a C. I thought it was solid, but the finish was fucked up. Except the reason I gave it a D. Fair, fair. All right, our main event for the WCW title. We got Hollywood Hulk Hogan, who they announce is Hulk Hogan, so he's not technically Hollywood yet, but fuck WCW. Well, based on the poster, he's Hulk Hogan. Uh, and he's facing the Giant. The Giant is the champ going in. But Hogan wins by pinfall and becomes the new champion at 14 minutes and 56 seconds bed. Well, this match did not end the show on a good note, that's for sure. Uh, the after stuff did. Kind of. They beat up Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Actually, I did. How, I, how I, do, I do have, although the booty man getting his ass whipped in the yeah, ass, that was okay. That's going to be like the happiest moment of our lives. That's like, thank God somebody kicked this guy's ass. Um... The fans are still cheering for Hogan. Do they not know he turned heel? But I thought, I, I figured it was because he was in the biker thing and maybe they're just going to cheer for whoever the fuck they A lot of our kids still ever cheering for him. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I noticed. Yeah. Uh, the interference from the Outsiders was weak. 
the hulking up from the giant was weaker. Yeah, that was goofy. Uh, that was goofy. I'm just going to give it away. I got my tool tonight for that. That's fair. And um, the finish was the weakest. Okay, I gotta, so... I got to look at the finish here. <laughs> Do you? Well, oh, yeah. okay. okay, so... Okay, can I spoil the finish? And yeah, you, you can okay, tell so the finish. Basically, Hulk Hogan takes the, the big gold belt and hits Giant in the head with it, which makes it look like he was just hit with a nuclear blast. It was. It's 24-inch pythons attached to that big gold belt. Yeah, but he fell off the Kobo Hall and he was fine, and he gets hit with this belt and he's but, laying around for maybe, 20 minutes? But maybe, maybe, maybe. Are your After rules going to be coming into no, play here? No, but maybe falling off the building like cracked the invincibility of the giant and slowly he's been weakening. Maybe he fell into like the river and like, beautifully died. Like, yeah, the river is nowhere near next to the building. But maybe his invincibility... Maybe he bounced. No. <laughs> and then when him, when him and the uh, the Yeti hugged Hogan, maybe like, like it took more of his strength. We've got to go back to that, don't we? Yeah, I had to mention that. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. The Yeti! <laughs> um, but... Uh, this match was bad. It's yeah. really bad. It's not like, a good start enough so... to hold in the main events. I'm not going to lie, sorry. It's, it's anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. What'd you score? I gave it a D just oh. because the booty man got his ass whooped in I thought you were going to give it an E. An E. <laughs> Alright, Dave... Oh, God. Okay, so the one thing I did like was the giant giving a back suplex on Hogan, and then Hogan actually selling it and going outside as if he just got, like, powerbombed three times. I do. I like, did like that because yeah. he was high up. Yeah. And then it got worse. Um, you don't realize how strong Giant is, though, until he's holding Hogan in a sidewalk slam and walking him towards the ropes at a backbreaker. Yeah, and weird. I'm like, why are you walking towards the ropes to hit yeah. a backbreaker? So it's just there's a lot of like, uh, what? Why are we doing this? Spots. You gotta realize too, Giant this time is less than a year in the industry too. Yeah, he's so a, like he's still like even though he's the champ, he's still making. I think Hogan could guide him a little more. Yeah, but like if he's telling him what to do, but he's not executing, right? I don't know. I call this. I'm not, the, I'm not absolving Hogan in this mess. Like Hogan. Like, who better to work with than Hogan to kind of guide you and be, like, a mentor? Also, Hogan, how was the last time he was a heel? Uh, 1979? I also... 1980. He was a Blassie. Right? It's been a long... Incredible Hulk Hogan. It's been a long fucking time. I I call Giants Reign the Great Khali Reign. Great Khali comes in, big guy, wins the championship, can't wrestle worth a shit, but now has a wrestling school. (sighs) Can't, Can't wait to sign up for that. Well, they signed two wrestlers from his school who are both seven feet tall. Oh, okay. I, so, I shouldn't sign up the... Is yeah. it a new Monster Factory? Did Okay. Uh, did EDVS catch the verbal botch from Tony Schiavone in this match? Nope. No. Where big... Where big show. Where the giant went for the big boot and Tony Schiavone called it a big butt. It's the big butt, baby. He said, it's the big butt. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, well, not Tony? And then he just went silent for a couple of seconds. So I think he realized, oh, crap. Uh, this match was... I, I'm sorry, Jesse. You don't have to apologize. I, have, yeah, I was in the match. I was a warrior guy, so I can actually sympathize with you, but we have not had a good Hogan main event. At all. In WCW. We have not. I 
I gave him props for uh, Bash of the Beach because he was a shocker that came in and hit three leg drops and that was it. But his actual matches have been shit. Oh, and I, I don't think his matches get better. At this point, he's a character guy. He's not. He's not. A, he's not a good. Yeah. He never was a great worker or even a good. Well, worker. no. Well, he he wrote really well against Great Muda in New Japan. Have you watched that match? Yeah. He was doing arm drags and yeah, everything. Yeah, like he he could do stuff, but it's just it's he doesn't he he feels like it's not required. I do like the fact he plays the coward really well. I do like that. It's an interesting. He does thing. do that really well. Uh, would you score the match? I gave it a D. A D. Okay. I also gave this match a D. Um, this this match was boring. It was too much 80s style. It went back to the giant their their match from before from Halloween Havoc last year. Like it was the same like plotting. Let's do a fucking um, uh, uh, bear hug. Let's do this. Let's do that. The only difference was that Hogan rolled to the outside a bunch to get away from him, right? Um, it just was like, oh, it just took so long. Uh, and like Ben said, Hall and Nash came down to interfere, uh, and then Giant chokeslammed them both. And as the ref is trying to get them out, Hogan hits Giant with the belt and then pins him to win. Uh, did you guys notice too? After after Hogan won the belt, Hall and Nash both popped right up from the chokeslam. Yep. I'm like, you guys probably should have sold that for just a smidge more. It was a Shawn Michaels sale. Yeah. After the Vader bomb. Yeah, there's another there's another flaw that I saw this too. The interview before the match with Giant saying Hogan turned his back. I was a Hulkamania. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. So you're Andre the Giant's son. No, I think that's dead now. I think they've they've just turned away from that gimmick. <laughs> I love when like, like, that. Kofi, like Kofi Kingston was from Jamaica, man. But it's like, he was Andre the Giant's son, but you were a giant Hulkamaniac when you were a kid. So you're cheering for Hulk Hogan over your father. You, you know what I'm saying, though. Continuity, right? baby. I don't know. Yeah, it Rules. Was, it, was, it, was, it was wonky. Uh, what I did like was uh, Booty Man coming out and trying to give him a cake, and then they beat the shit out of him. And that was nice. And uh, Hogan then stated that if this is what I do to my friends, Flair, imagine what I'm going to do to you at Clash of the Champions. Um, and I will say, like, uh, Clash, I did watch Clash of the Champions after this. Uh, they had a decent match. Uh, the weirdest part was Hogan's the heel, and he hulked up during that match, and that was fucked up. He started hulking I've up. I've never like, seen that one. And I'm like, why are why, you the heel? I mean, why, are, why are you hulking up? This makes no fucking sense. If he... But... The caveat to that was he hits the big boot, goes to the leg drop, and then Flair moved, which doesn't happen. So like he did everything face until like the actual heel thing, and he missed because that's what the heel should do. So like it was really like, if he hulked up and went to an eye rake or an eye poke, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, but to hulk up and go through the whole. I thought I, like when I saw it, I thought he was gonna hulk up and then turn and flip off the fence and be like, Something I like ain't that. doing that. Get the fence what they want to say, uh, 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 uh. and then like like poke flare in the eyes or something like that but they didn't do that uh, and then after beating up Booty Man it leads to them spray painting the belt and now we have the NWO world heavyweight title NWO is the only way to go and what you gonna do and now it's time for tonight's premier performer And tonight's Tool of the Night. 
All right, so my performer tonight, I gave the Chris Benoit. Yep, I thought he he impressed me. They both impressed me a lot in that match, but I thought he impressed me the most. My tool, I gave to Lex Luger. That's just, just that's, that's low hanging fruit. I think buddy. I, I think just, he set the record for tool. I'm like, that, that's low hanging fruit. Like that's not even fair. <laughs> my overall score, I gave a five out of ten. Fed. Uh, my performer was Dean Malenko, and my tool was the Giant. I gave the score also a 5 out of 10. Uh, I gave the pay-per-view a 5 out of 10 also. I think... I can't remember the last time we all scored it the same. For WCW. For anything. We've always been... Like, one of us has always been 0.5 off at some point. Yeah, you guys have always been 0.5 off wrong. Oh, yeah. very... Uh, Performer of the night, I gave to Rey Mysterio Jr. Tool, I had to give to Nick Patrick. Well, you... Didn't really say much good about him, so... Fuck that guy. You got a wide <laughs> variety of tools tonight. Yeah. Yes, yes. Fuck that guy. Uh, so that has been our episode for this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, uh, follow us on social media, uh, Call it in the Ring Media or Squared Circle Rewind. Uh, keep on listening wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we will be back next week reviewing... WWF SummerSlam 1996 with the main event of Shawn Michaels facing Vader. You might tell Vader to move. You might, yeah, and Vader might not listen. Um, but the more exciting point is we will open the show with our top five TV show moms. So stay tuned to, to that. That's We're, actually going to be a thing. That, it's, it's happening. Oh my it's God. happening. We don't know what the criteria is, but on Ben's list, the top of his list is Roseanne. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure... Uh, Peg, I say the top of the list. I said part of the list. What's the mom's name from... Uh, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Peggy Bundy is going to be on that that's, list. I was just going to ask that question. What yeah, her name for was. Married with Children. That's going to be on Ben's list, too. He's going to pick all the worst moms out there. <laughs> Now I will. These were my role models growing up. Peggy Bundy, Roseanne Barr. But for our our real top five or top ten, I'll I'll discuss with you guys on Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, no. I'm only concentrating on this. Your thing, I don't give a shit. I'll just just wing it. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great week.